Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comedy on Edge Presents the Chat Show. Before we get the show underway, we'd just like to open with the following disclaimer. The views and opinions of Lester Diamond do not reflect the other people that work at Comedy on Edge. In particular, any reference he makes to Phil Smythe of Lester Diamond's views and Lester Diamond's views alone. They do not represent Mark's views. They do not let represent Ryan's views. Sure don't. Basically, what I'm saying is Phil Smythe, Phil Smythe's lawyers... Sue Lester, not Comedy on Edge, but the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering what I'm what I'm talking about, why am I saying this? Listen to the episode. Ryan, hit the music. Welcome on to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show with live in Edge HQ and after what seems like years, decades, months, it was probably weeks, we're all here on the sound is Ryan, special comments Crawford, I'm not going to ask how are you, where you been? Mate, I have been around, you know, just doing my thing, I, you know. Well, your my... thing's being here doing podcasts. I sat here the other week. I recorded a podcast, then I yeah. realised you weren't here, so it didn't get recorded. There was no sound. There was no sound. Yeah, well, that'll happen. You yeah. need a sound guy for sound. Yeah, well, where you been? What's what's been happening? You've been have you been interstate overseas? Have you done a fringe festival? No, just you know, just hanging around. I did a fringe festival. Yes, I did. No, thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I was uh, there. It was quite funny. Thank you. What do you mean? You. You, you, you uh, the... Look, Eddie, Eddie's back, Eddie's ladies back. and gentlemen. You, there's no there's no need for any introduction because he always jumps in before he's introduced. Is this podcast herpes sore? I'm just yeah. saying, like... just when you don't want it to. <laughs> before you introduce the, the best, ladies guest. and gentlemen, Lester Diamond. G'day, guys. But Lean, you just said he did a whole fringe festival. He did one show, a part of a fringe festival. Let's clarify. He that. did two shows. Two shows. Oh, thanks right. for um, You only turned up. Did you? Did you even make it to his show? <laughs> two nights only. Oh yeah, thanks for your support there. Yeah, he actually turned up to the show. <laughs> you didn't. I remember. Uh, what was I'm, supposed to... I'm actually surprised that you didn't remember it was two shows because I got two excuses, one for each night. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to meet you on the Wednesday opening <laughs> yeah. night, and yeah, yeah, I get yeah. this text, it's like, yeah, Ryan's show, I'm not going to go. I, I was at home rocking back and forth, so, so just the it. usual Tuesday or Wednesday night for Just you. couldn't make it, sorry guys. Well, I feel honoured, because you made it along to my show, so Got the marks. Yeah. And I didn't even put you on the door, either. No, I paid, paid the full freight. Oh, wow, you paid. Oh, wow. That's good. That's nice. Sure. I was wondering, because I didn't actually have concession, but they just had um, special entry, and it was yeah. half fee, yeah. so thanks for that, They buddy. just felt sorry for them on the door. It takes a lot It takes a lot to get an eye show. I, just, I just turned up for the tacos, anyway. But the, the tacos. Yeah, yeah. The, ta- the taco. Taco. Is that like Lego? Are you... There was shorthand for the taco. Mexican van. Isn't it taco? Oh, taco. Is it? I yeah, said taco. You say yeah. taco. I say taco. 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 Let's punch Lester in the head. I say vagina as well. You say vagina. <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Let's talk about something that there's a realistic chance of you getting, and that's tacos. Still, still, well, still. ladies and gentlemen, the ever-professional, as I ask him a question, just takes a sip of water, so we'll leave Lester time yeah. and choke, <laughs> choke on his tears. We have a guest, and he's one of my oldest friends in comedy. He's a very talented comedian. He's a multimedia superstar. He's an impressionist. He's a He's definitely the best dressed man in the room tonight. Would you not agree, Ryan? I would. I would. By a long way. I mean, I know Lester's in the house and he's got pants on, but you know. Jonas Holt, how are you, buddy? Hello, people. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, sorry, folks. Um, um, any chance I can get on tonight? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got <laughs> Jonas is If he, I think he's. Is your idea to be try and be the oldest guest on this podcast? Well, if you introduce me as the, one of your oldest friends in comedy, ah. then you get Dave Poller. Well, for the this may come as a shock, Jonas. We have people that listen to this podcast that don't get the reference. No, we should okay. explain. We explain basically. I forget. I've known. We've not, I've known you now probably eight. This very second gig I ever did in comedy was at a room you ran at the Hotel Hollywood. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Um, yeah. yeah, when it's called the Hotel Hollywood, it doesn't lend itself to memories that you hold on to forever. I thought that was going to be an my, ambulance. I thought that was going to be my big break, Hotel Hollywood. I thought finally, you know, two gigs in, I made it to Hollywood. Yeah. How long ago was that? There's a place called Hotel Hollywood that doesn't exist anymore. Hotel Hollywood's still around. Where at? It's still um, there, and so it's... is its owner. Not Oxford Street. You know Oxford Street where you turn down towards Central? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's the best directions ever, by the way. So it's not Oxford Street. Um, but it's near there. It's up a little alleyway near <laughs> Oxford Street. It's a legendary Sydney hotel. Maybe really? we could podcast live from Hotel Hollywood. We'll bring Jonas in. 
Yeah, we can go. But do you remember? I remember that was I remember that was my second gig ever, and it was the only time I have ever performed with a goatee on stage. <laughs> there you go. A bit of trivia out there for all the someone to update the Wikipedia page. And now he's a worldwide music star. So I know. Here I am. Yeah. And here we are. You know, in, my, in my spare room podcasting. This technology wasn't even available when I first met you. <laughs> did you, so you just, did you did you hear that? <laughs> no. He said now you're a worldwide music star, Gautier, as in like as in to make reference to the fact you had a goatee. I just had to I had just had no, to no, take, I, I just had to take his back because that's that's, well, that's a pretty that's a pretty that's probably one of the greatest slash worst calls ever. <laughs> just so goddamn horrible that stuff. Now it's just some joke that you used to know. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh boys, right. it's been too long. We really are oh, cooking without gas. Long. It's been way too long. Well, it's been it's been a big year now. I Russell, oh, oops, I called you Russell Crowe. I'm alluding to one of your many talents. Now, Jonas, you you this year you've produced Coda's House. Do you want to tell the tell the tell the listeners what Coda's house or where what it is? Sure, let's close the window first. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's uh, just that that area um, that we're in here at the at the airport with the planes flying over um, in Coda's house. The whole premise of it was to um, to invent a home of rehabilitation for fallen. Preferably rub, rugby league stars, <laughs> and uh, it's really other kind. It's a really big home. Every pretty much every week or fortnight, there's always someone that has succumbed. So it's to... it's a regular segment on the fellow pot no dickheads podcast. Policy yeah, that's podcast. right. The no dickheads policy podcast, and it was an idea that one of the guys, Steve Philp, came up with. Philpy, um, former guest Steve Philp, he's been on the podcast. Check out previous episodes to have a listen to it. Hilarious podcast, right. his no yeah. dickheads. I know it was just me and him. There was there was literally no. No dickheads, you weren't there that day. <laughs> it was a good podcast. I, I know he hasn't invited me. <laughs> you better be careful to come back with a with a goatee comeback again. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so it's him and he's, uh, he's, Ben Damon. That's right. Uh, I think I think Lester's wishing that we had a female guest on here just so we can make reference to her Kim Bra. <laughs> I get that. Oh wow! Who that's... did the duet with Go Chase? Somebody I used to know, Kimbra. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. There Look, you go. And it's fucking catching on, Mark. That was horrible. I know. It's, <laughs> this could be the, the, the podcast of a thousand bad puns. Yeah, right. Isn't there a, a senator today called Kim Carr? Uh, how many times do you reckon he's been called Dashian? Kim Carr. Kim Carr. He was battling out with uh, Lee Rhiannon. How many times has she been called? <laughs> Rhiannon Rihanna Kim Carr. Rhiannon. I think in the off-season, in Co- the Senate. Coda's house could be, you know, Jackie Lambie's place. I think you've got, you've just given yourself a spin-off here. Some ability, bit of political work. So for those that don't know, Coda is a rugby league manager. He manages, who's his biggest client? He, he manages rugby league stars and boxers. And rugby league stars who become boxers. Oh, was um, Mundine? You heard of that guy? Is he is he making appearance? Occasionally, occasionally. occasionally. Now, now the reason. No, he probably, does for every one of them. You're probably wondering. Edge HQ is in Chippendale, and I could throw a cricket ball to where Anthony Mundine's gym is from my house. So, if you're wondering, I dare why, you to. I dare. Well, yeah. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Right now. <laughs> if I were to throw it, you know, what, what do you reckon Mundine would say? Do you reckon he'd, you reckon he'd be angry? Uh, you get away from my window. That's the first <laughs> thing that I say. And, like, if you throw cricket balls around here, man, that ain't my sport. That ain't my thing, man. Like, don't, don't be, like, don't be like, like, like doing that. You know, if you hit kids in the street or hit even worse still, my black Range Rover, you know, like, I just had it detailed this week. You know what I mean? And like you don't Ladies want to do that. You don't what want to do an that. honor. We've got Monday the man the man himself. Mate, thank you so much for coming along. How, thanks for what, bringing the cricket ball back. I as know. Well. Thank, yeah. yeah, thanks for that, buddy. It was greatly appreciated. What are the plans, man? You got any the man, can I call you man? Would you prefer Mundine? Would you, you prefer- call me man, call me the man, call me Chuck, call me baby, I don't care. Like any of them, you know, I'll I'll reply. I'll do it, you know. I ain't, I ain't afraid. Like anything, except don't call me no woman. Otherwise, you're going to hit the canvas. You know what I mean? Do you reckon, Monday, uh, if we take this a little bit personal, um, your favourite position be missionary for perchance? I, I don't know what that means. Well, just, you know, do you ever sort of say to your lady, you know, it's time for a chock top? Oh, <laughs> We can see how low we listen can take Listen here, listen here. If I would do that, if I ever, like, you know, get into more merchandise, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to invent that. Like, maybe, like, maybe something you can buy, like, um, at the at the se- seminar, 
and like sit there, eat a choc toc, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna register that that name. I think I think I think I'd love to see after boxing. I think motivational speaking's the career for you. I think that'd be. I want to do a lozad, and then we'll talk. A lozad, a lozad. You're a very well. I see you around the streets. You're a very well dressed man. I think I think you could do better than Lowe's. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for coming along. Um, you know, good luck. Hope you don't get punched around the ring too much. <laughs> and I think we're oh, thinking- fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. I want it on record. You started it. Yeah, but you won, okay? Don't you? <laughs> it was a race to the bottom. It was like, I, was like, I was like a Palestinian kid that threw a rock over the fence and he comes back with seven years old. That's right, yeah. And we're yeah, only... Cricket t- ball, man. And we- I'm giving it back to cricket ball. There's no rock over there, no fence, man. <laughs> I know cricket ball want to see it. And we're only 10 minutes in, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Coda's House, getting back to Jonas, thank you, man, for coming along. Coda's House featured. Now, it's, big, it's been a big year in rugby league. I've got to admit, my new team won, won, won the premiership this year. I'm pretty pretty honoured. You know, I was at Wabados. Your new team? What the hell? Well, look, I, I live, as you know, Edge HQ is located very close to uh, um, South yeah, Headquarters. Yeah, no, we're in South I Country. watched a whole five minutes of the grand final this year. So naturally, I went to South's <laughs> Fan Day on the Sunday. I was there. I celebrated. I shook George Burgess's hand, or one of the Burgesses. You've been on more bandwagons than the Kelly gang, mate. Fucking <laughs> That's ridiculous, yeah. Look, I, I, I've just, I, I'm, I admit, we, what happened, ladies and gentlemen, was the day after the grand final was Sunday. The Rabbitohs had their Fan Day. And I woke up and I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, I reckon the odds there's going to be a good sausage sizzle fan day. <laughs> so I thought, Let, let's go, let's go. We might get a band, there'll be music, we can chime in, we can get a picture taken with the, the premiership. Same colour as the Bunnings people too. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, the benefit of being, like this year's been a great year for bandwagon jumpers because you only have to buy one scarf. You just buy yourself a Sydney Swans scarf, red and white, because yeah. they're the original bandwagon. Their fans yeah. are bandwagon jumpers. So once they're done, you then paint the white part of the scarf green, jump on the band, uh, the Rabbitohs bandwagon, and when they're done, you take your scarf, you paint the green part black, and you become a Western Sydney Wanderers fan. So three, you can jump on three bandwagons for the price of one scarf. Well, that sounds like a fucking complicated plan. Just not really. It just involves painting a scarf. So, but does the paint cost more than like a, another scarf? I reckon it would. You're a texter. You get a permanent marker. I still reckon it costs more. It sounds labor intensive. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's a case of you know, yeah, like because when I think of bandwagon, actually, that's, that's actually dedication, isn't it? That's dedicated. <laughs> that's dedicated <laughs> fandom. That's yeah, right. but I mean, the other thing is, you know, like because let's face it, Western Sydney Wanderers fan, they're bandwagon jumpers. Where were they five years ago? They weren't there. That all the team wasn't there. I think I think they're right, uh, police jumpers, soccer fans. <laughs> but the um, back to the bandwagon. <laughs> sweeping generalisation there about football fans. So what did you say? The right jumpers is what they're wearing because they're soccer fans. That's terrific. Um, I think the Western Sydney Wanderers have been around what two years. Here it comes out. The guy in the Star Wars shirt, Ryan Crawford. <laughs> That's is me. That's a, me. Is a soccer fan. That would well, he typical. has outed himself previously as a soccer fan. Has he? Yeah, I think but I might. I would have disliked him more. I'm going to admit, it's one, if I ever have kids, geez, I hope they don't play soccer because there's no way I could sit through watching a soccer match. It's so <laughs> boring. Yeah. But imagine having to watch your kids. Oh, great. Nil old draw. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We had the grass ballet debate. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is an ongoing argument. Yeah, previous know. episode, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about, um, where were you from again? Some backwater. <laughs> Newcastle. Um, it's a major industrial city of the state. Yeah, all. right. Um, and, and they used to call football players grass ballet dancers. Our major industry is racism. But <laughs> <laughs> You've done a good job exporting it yeah, to the whole country. Right. Yeah. We even got it exactly. into parliament. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Abbott, I think, I think he'd be a fan of that. Well, Jonas Munt. Among your other impressions, you're also, or you know, you know Tony Abbott. Uh, yeah, no, I've, n- I've never actually um, met him, but it seems like seems like I'm just on the on the path to uh, getting as close as I can to him without it actually without me actually meeting him in the flesh. I've done because um, I do kids parties. I've done a kids party in his street before and driven past, and there's this van with tinted windows right out the front, and a cop just walking around, just staring up at the gum tree up front. And uh, I don't know it's what's prob- in the, the van, but the cop I reckon... Probably, <laughs> cop probably saw Lester up in the trees with binoculars trying to cover perv on his three daughters. Oh, please. <laughs> they're, they're horrendous. But the, um... Three of a kind. But, yeah, that's, that's what they have. And uh, the cop just sort of just walks around staring at now, when you when you say you're doing windows. doing doing kids parties what do you dress up as at kings parties tony abbott <laughs> 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 
<laughs> You're getting the kids used to disappointment yeah. early. I like yes, it. Yes, uh, Sunnyville Williams, Jeff <laughs> Toovey. Uh, who's Jeff Toovey? Well, well, he's the coach of the Manly Sea Eagles, and he's in Tony Abbott's area isn't, as well. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't he one of the most in-demand people to read books on tape to the blind, Mr. Toovey? <laughs> Am I, am I, is, is he got like? Is he someone that could, you know, could read the phone book, for instance? Yeah, yeah, he could. He could. He could read anything. Uh, he could read. I don't know uh, lyrics of of anything that you might. You should have. You should stick things up on the walls from the phone book itself. You know, just well, there there is there is, there is a poster on the wall. Do you think? I don't know, we, a couple of years ago, we did a festival called World's Funniest Island, and Comedy on Edge had a Here comes a the stage. story about World's Funniest Island again. I don't know how many times have I heard this story now. <laughs> it's like harking back to the days of yore. Sorry, World's interrupt us when, when you've had a festival uh, show, I, a I, successful I, festival I, show. I, I think well, Mark should be going in the, in the home with Malcolm Young. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going over to Coda's house to recover. Yeah. Hey, at least I'm a has-been, not a never-was. <laughs> Where's okay. your poster, Ryan? Take, take that I don't see your poster on the wall. Where is it, buddy? Um, well, you, Where is Tim Friendship? I, I had it up before, but you tore it down. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon, Jeff Toovey? Say, Jonas, what would it, what would it be like if Jeff Toovey was announcing, you know, the world's funniest island? I'll tell you, boys, the program. The first thing is the general stores. That's comedy on the edge. You come to the island on a Saturday. It starts at 12.30 and doesn't finish till 11.45. Then you've got to get the boat back. There needs to be an investigation to all these people going on board there. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They didn't even put it up on the screen. Who's the MWO show? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't you want that person reading reading your kids' lullaby story? I'd love that at my kids' party. It'd just be like, you know, you get the pack, you teach them how to pack a scrum, and it'd be great. Him and Mundine could just turn up, you know? I, I used to look at Toovey's head and say, how does it get so red? But, like, just the, well, the, just sheer, the sheer power in that um, the sheer gravel. Effort, yeah, the sheer effort of forcing <laughs> the air through that, through that mountain of gravel just turns him beetroot oh. red. Look, and by the way, I mean, listeners won't have fully appreciated that impression because uh, that's exactly what happened to Jonas just now. Went completely red. I know because his face was about a metre away from mine because he's trying to read the post behind my head. Red as a beetroot. It was unbelievable. See, I, was, Darren, I was feeling quite intense. Toovey's replaced. Like, before that, Darren Lockyer used to be my favourite NRL player. I loved Darren Oh, Lockyer yeah, he's got the same. And before Darren, we had Gary Larson, who was... Uh... And But do you remember, to my mind, Darren Lockyer... I think he missed his calling in stand-up comedy. Because, do you remember the famous 2004 Canterbury Bulldogs saga when they were charged with rape? Darren Lockyer at a press conference opened with this, and I think this is a great off-the-cuff remark. He was like, because apparently there was a player who... Was it St. George who Raper, Johnny Raper played for? Yeah, he was a le- his legendary figure in the uh, 60s when they won 11 Premiership yeah. Street. Well, that was... Darren Lockyer has said, well, they're like, what do you think of the Canterbury um, thing? And he's like, well, St. George won 11 Premierships with one rapist. Imagine how many Canterbury's going to win with a team full of them. Well, you actually fucked it up by saying rapist instead of raper, but whatever. Raper, rapist. You know, real player. Same thing. It's all in the same boat. But what do you guys... Bought? It's actually like... I know Lester, in this room, Lester is... There's not a fact about NRL to be known that this man doesn't know about it. Am I fair to say that, or...? I'm an enthusiast. You're an enthusiast. You 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 know way more than us. It's mainly the off-field behaviour. Anybody wondering, enthusiast well, is just a weasel word for wanker. <laughs> yeah, basically, his views on NRL are like Ryan's views on soccer. It's sort of like quite irrelevant. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're getting on board there. I, I don't even irritating. Know. Irritating. Pointless. Just <laughs> <laughs> joining in here. But um, but like, well, big news this week. Um, the Rabbitohs, the winning team. Part owned by Russell Crowe, and Jamie Packer is going to be buying into the team. So, what? what well, you know, what do you, what do you think Russell Crowe would think about that? Well, is, there, is there a chance he's, is he going to replace the players with poker machines? <laughs> well, I thought the rabbit's going to go. They're going to, you know, just have you know the the South Sydney pokey machine dancing around for the kids. But could you imagine Jamie Packer with Russell? What do you what do you think it would be like? Well, hopefully, I don't get married, so we don't get someone called Russell Packer. Russell Packer who. <laughs> Um, who wandered through Coda's house and saw a cockroach running along the floor, or no, I'll change the story, um, saw a huntsman running across the, st- the floor and, uh, and Russell Packer was there and stomped on it really quickly. Well, I heard that on Coda's house, uh, Russell Crowe makes an appearance every now and then. Am I yeah. fair to say that? 
He does, uh, sometimes via a computer-simulated hologram because he can't be there and he's so ethereal and he was Superman's, <laughs> Superman's father and all of that. And I was, I got to admit, I was disappointed that um, Russell wasn't at South's fan day. I thought that was very disappointing, you know. I made the effort, you know. Does that, I think I'm probably South Sydney's biggest fan now, you know, now that Russell, because I was at fan day. Where was he? I think you got the most teeth anyway. <laughs> well, that's true, that's true. So what do you guys reckon Russell's reaction was when Packer... Do you reckon Packer rang him or Russell rang... Like what do you reckon that when the news that Packer was buying into South Sydney? I reckon he texted him. You reckon he texted him? <laughs> well, the, Are they mates? Do they already know yeah, each other? Yeah, they're mates. They're mad mates. Are they mad yeah. mates? You're in mad Monday mates. So, mad so it's only a matter of time before they're punching each other in the head <laughs> down, down on the beach? Is that what's going to happen next? Some Coffs Harbour saloon bar. That, that's right, yeah. yeah I'd, love to hear, well, I'd love to hear Russell's thoughts on, you know... On, on, on Jamie yeah. buying into South Be realistic, City. mate. It's a podcast. And a, like a, oh, come on. I reckon we could get Russell here. <laughs> I, 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 let, let me send him a tweet now. Russell. Oh, he's responded. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that I'd say is we're changing all of our home games. We're going from Homebush to another place. We're going to Barangaroo, and all the games will be played in the gaming lounge. <laughs> the boys will be training going up the stairwell. And from the top of the stairwell, I will lead you through the heads of the harbour. You as well. Everybody's <laughs> invited. We'll find our way. And at my signal, unleash craps. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... I, I think... I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they moved Rabideau's game. Barangaro, they're building everything down there. I reckon... Barangaro. <laughs> it's the same thing. What is that, a Tasmanian accent? That's I how hear. I pronounce it. It's the proper pronunciation. I hear they're putting in a Tajay. <laughs> I, I, live, I live in South Sydney. I'm going to start saying that now. That Barangaro. sounds ridiculously good. Yeah. Well, I think you can see they're having the Rabbitohs home games down there. I think it'd be good. <laughs> Did you see the footage of those, by the way, those um, two kangaroos fighting in the suburban street the other day? That was outrageous. That was yeah, they were almost... <laughs> good as Packer and his best mate Gingel punching on. That was ridiculously loused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you get any more Aussie than like a suburban um, <laughs> oh, well. street with a ute yeah. and then two kangaroos having a five minute fucking punch up? There, there, plenty, anybody who suffers from even the mightiest level of cultural cringe is now fucking in intensive <laughs> care in a hospital somewhere after seeing two kangaroos boxing in a suburban street. I saw one person respond to that post because it got posted quite a few times obviously saying you know but the the sad thing is for the overseas newspapers is that the kids that were writing them to the school aren't in shot, you know. Yeah, that's right. Like, that. Honestly, every person when you live overseas goes, oh, do you have kangaroos for pets? And like, they're genuine. Yeah. yeah. This is going to perpetuate that myth like fucking it sure is. wildfire. Yeah, yeah. Wait till they find out one of them had Ebola as well. Gear <laughs> <laughs> Ebola's hit cans now. Thank God. I, like, I think hopefully Ebola's time it's run nicely so it can just hit schoolies. Like, I think Ebola, <laughs> it's going to come down the coast. It's just, we're almost at schoolies. Actually, mate, I think schoolies have got enough disease going on. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have an outbreak amongst the toolies. Yeah, I was just going to say, what if the CSIRO could get involved and just do a strain that only affected the toolies at, at, at schoolies? There's no such thing as CSIRO anymore. Yeah, no, they, they cut it back. It's just the O. Yeah, <laughs> Go, yeah exactly. exactly. I think the only way to get... To infect the toolies would be to put a bowler on the, on the end of a steroid needle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been a toolie, Lester? I was a schoolie. I was a dickhead, but I mean... No, but did you ever go like, you're like, like go 23, let's go, let's go hunt some... No, hunt no, 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 no. Because I'm actually, I'm going to be in um, Queensland next month. I've got some gigs up there and it's about schoolies time. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to be... Will I be billed as a tool? Are you or? being paid to be there, or are you paying to go? That's that's the. I think that's the difference. Well, yeah, know? I'm being yeah, paid to be out. So, so I'm a sponsored yeah. toolie. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. like a Sid Chrome socket. Set. He's a fucking professional toolie. Yeah. I'm just trying to <laughs> pro tool. I'm pro tools. He's, he's, he's got lasers and everything. <laughs> Is there an analogy that would sum it up? Like how welcome Mark would be at schoolies would be I don't know, Gary Glitter at a daycare center. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow Well that, that's, that's hitting it hard I mean there? I was just going to go And make the kids laugh I wasn't going to do anything else And now that a bowl is around I don't want to be Exchanging bodily fluids With anyone Because it's pretty Like every It's very contagious This Ebola stuff 
I hear this Ebola stuff's quite contagious. Well, did you see the guy? I don't know about that. These dirty foreigners come over here. They bring their contagious Uh, diseases. Lester with his pedophilia. Ryan with his racism. It's not Ryan Special Crawford. Crawford. It's Ryan Racist Crawford. I was. I was just. You know. You're in character. I was challenged. I was channeling. Channeling what I was expecting. It was your attitude towards Ebola. You were sort of acting old schooly about it. Like oh, this, I'm, this, this, I'm uh, genuine. I'm, cons- I'm alert, but not alarmed about Ebola. Oh, okay. Like, I know that the only way to can catch it is if you come into contamination with someone's bodily fluids, like feces, sweat, urine, semen. The odds of me being on stage and coming into contact with any of that are very, very low. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, I've had stuff thrown at me on stage, but never yeah, feces. It's not, it's not an airborne disease, is it, Ebola? It's one of those ones you actually have to have the fluid somehow get into you. And that's just, and the, I think the reason it comes from, like, it comes from, like, monkeys. They eat, um, they actually eat and yeah, hunt monkeys can, in Africa. Yeah, that's You consume yeah, the monkeys. Yeah. I've got to yeah. say, African monkeys are having a bad run. They yeah. that- doesn't hurt them so much. Who the gives the monkeys all these diseases? The bats. The bats. The bats, the bats give the monkeys. Who the gives Ebola. the bats all the disease? Well, do you think maybe the penguin <laughs> is injecting the bats? Yeah, hoping to yeah. It's, eventually, it's, it's just, eventually get in touch. We're with all part the of Batman. a deep, elaborate Batman. Plot. We are. We are. Ebola is like the new Batman movie. Ben Affleck's going to have Ebola. He is. I think we're writing this sitcom great, this movie great. So where does Robin fit in with this? Well, <laughs> He's already dead. Melted, <laughs> melted into a pile of goo. He was the first one to do something with the monkeys. That's there. right, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he AIDS also came from the monkeys as well. Let's not forget that. I haven't, mate, no. no. <laughs> Lest we <laughs> not forget. night in the jungle, he'll never forget it. Yeah. 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 Poor bats. They get, well, it's almost time in the show for one of our favourite segments... Yeah. Ryan's random questions. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, are you ready? I am ready. Um, hang on. What? Why is Ryan doing the random questions? They're never successful. Well, he does it every week. It's my segment. Why do I have a go at the questions this week? Have you written any questions? No. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let, let's do a new segment, ladies and gentlemen, called Lester's Rudely Interrupted Questions. <laughs> so basically, jo- I know Jonas is sitting here looking with a quizzical look at his face. Normally, Ryan asks some random questions, we get some answers. But today, Lester is going to ask some questions. So he's going to ask some questions. Feel free to answer. And if he asks you for your PIN number or your home address, you don't have to answer that. Is that going to be your random question? Well, I'll have to change it now. Yeah, so. So, I mean, what are we talking about today? Footy. You guys don't know much about NRL, do you? Oh, as, a, as the Rabbitohs number one ticket holder, <laughs> I know a bit. I mean, look, I don't mean to say that I'm passionate South Sydney, but let's just say you cut me, I bleed red. <laughs> sure that's not the sausage sandwich you had. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Many sausage sandwiches I had. I celebrated in earnest, boys. And if you see other comedians getting gigs, you're green as well. So. <laughs> if I don't get that cut treated, it gangrene, gangrene and red. There you go. It reminds me, actually, pre-Ryan's um, random questions hijacking, um... I was used to live in Coogee and did the same thing you did with the bandwagon because I hate rugby union, right? Because I'm from Newcastle, I'm a rugby league man. Yeah. Ram, too- like they have the Ramwick Rugby Union Club in Coogee and, they, yeah. and it's like it's sort of a local league thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk past and it's the most delicious sausage sizzle ever. It's only two bucks to get in and I hate union. So I'd pay to get in, get buy, buy two sausage sizzles and walk out. <laughs> And that's how you become morbidly obese. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to get an AVO out against the rug, the sausage. So I can't blame you for bandwagon. But I'm admit, I was disappointed. Like, went there looking for a sausage sizzle. Didn't get We had to have hamburgers in the end. There was no sausage sizzle. Oh, the humanity. Hamb- I know. It's like, come on. You win a premiership, the least you do is a sausage sizzle. So because you guys are dumb. Um, Not what? dumb, just we go, we're more interested in more. I think I'll give you an easy one. Rugby league or AFL, when you attend a live match, are you a behind the goalposts or a halfway guy for seats? I like the halfway point. Um, at Same home. with cricket too. Halfway for cricket? Yeah, I don't not, like sitting. Not behind the bowler's arm. Yeah, because when you're behind the bowler's arm one over, you're behind the wicketkeeper's ass the next over. You don't <laughs> see anything unless they slash. I like to be side of state. I like side of, I like right in the middle so I can see where, what's On coming. On the wing. Yeah, I like to be where... You know, for a right-hand batsman, I want to be in that territory where I can catch the pull shot. So, yeah, that's where I'd sit. And I also sit there for AFL. I've never been to a league match, but I'd imagine I'd probably be want to be in there. You've been to a league sausage sizzle? Yeah, I've been yeah. To, I've, if they put sausage sizzles on at South Sydney Oval, I'll be there every week. 
won't stay for the game because I've got other things on. How often are you attending Bunnings for that matter? (laughs) Hey, Hey, look, I need a lot of stuff from Bunnings. They just never have the right size screwdriver. (laughs) This is Mark's weekend. I'll go to the fan day on the way to Bunnings and then I'll go to Ikea for some meatballs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not eating horse. Come on. (laughs) I want the sausages. That's all I eat. Go to Bunnings and get some scaffolding for Sam Burgess' cheekbone. Yeah, well, yeah. Jeez, he had a shiner. When I shook his... I think I shook his... I shook a Burgess brother's hand. Could have been a cricket ball you threw around here. Yeah, I was. There was a crowd of people. And like, hey, Rusty, catch! And Rusty, like, what do you mean Rusty's not here? He didn't catch it. So, all right, all right, Lester, you well, well, see you're doing the bit of delay there. What? Yeah. So, Ryan, oh, Ryan um, has an Ryan's a soccer... Tragic? Tragic, yeah. I think that's quite apt in yeah. a lot of terms. So whereabouts would you sit for one of those games, mate? For one of those games. I know, I'm well, definitely... you don't. Uh, you stand on the seats and break them. Isn't well, that well, what no, I think you'd sit to the right of the flare gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love the stereotyping of, uh, <laughs> of the football. It's like, tra- traditionally speaking, I reckon, you know, your, your, your favourite sport there, that's, that's got a rougher crowd than ours does. By a, long, long, by a long, hey, long no, way. No, he's a got long you. Way. Parramatta Stadium has had more damage done to it by Wanderers fans than Parramatta. Because the difference is, Wanderers fans damage the seats. Parramatta fans just damage each, each other. other. Yeah. And I mean, you right. know, you punch a rugby league fan in the head. You're not well, do in all damage. fairness, there are half empty seats when Parramatta yeah, that's plays. True. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What do you call two people at a, at a Parramatta game? What? The crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I am probably more of a slightly elevated at a halfway line, so I like to be able to see what's going on. I think your opinions of yourself slightly elevated, but about it. <laughs> where do you sit when you go to a league fan? <laughs> that was nasty. My, my, it was very That's nasty. Okay. I, like, I like that. He's gone to. Where do you sit at a rugby league game? Um, oh, sorry, jo- oh, sorry, Jonas. Where when you go to the league, where do you like to sit? I haven't seen a rugby league game live yet. I've driven past Brookvale over lots of times while it's on and. Usually my only thoughts are, gee, I'm <clears throat> glad they're all inside because I get a straight run in the traffic. And yep. crime rate's lower. Oh, yeah. There needs to be an investigation. <laughs> Look at that stealing his gear. Very he's short, short, that bloke. <laughs> where, where, where would you sit, Lester? Where's the, where's the proper seat? Well, prior to my um, my sobriety from alcohol abuse, I used to sit in the bar. <laughs> That's such true. <laughs> But, um, it's funny, before you got struck off, you used to also sit at the bar as a lawyer too. <laughs> those two things can, can take. In the corporate box. That's right? not true, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still practicing. Yeah, you, don't worry. You need all the practice you can get, buddy. But, um, oh, wow, you just box. did the practice pun. I know. <laughs> it's been too long since we yeah. And Newcastle um, Stadium and Marathon Stadium in Newcastle. It's now something else. Newcastle Knights home. I thought it was Blue Tongue Stadium. In the, that was Central Coast. The Central in the shit, 90s, they actually had, like they had a bar with pokies at the fucking ground. Yeah, of course they did. That was the worst idea ever for and, me. And the punters complained when they took him out, probably. Are they still, are they still there? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Nana, Nana misses having a pension on a Saturday. Right, I'm definitely. not having it. All right, well, well, you've got the random one random question. You got any more random questions? Or? No, I'm going to retire on top. Oh, come on. On top? <laughs> you barely climbed up. I wouldn't even say. That first, wasn't a first chop thing, top. First thing he does is complain that I hijacked random questions like it was a segment before I got here, <laughs> which of course it wasn't. And then he says, I want to do it. And like, oh, fine, go He's ahead, do it. And then he goes, I'll do one half ass question. Well, and then he doesn't want to. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought that was a good one because it's something <clears throat> you guys can answer. If it was anything well, we intelligent. did, but... You didn't like. It was anything intelligent. See the goal. The goal of Ryan's random is to get a little bit of conversation flowing. I mean, is there a reason? Where, where, like, if you were saying, like, me and Jonas and uh, Ryan, have you ever been to a rugby league match? Uh, No, that'd be a big negative. Yeah, maybe next season you can take us to a rugby league match. I mean, the way their attendance is going, I'm guessing, what, is it $2 a ticket? If there's any available tickets, I will take you. They're probably all sold out. Well, we could go see my new team, the Rabbitohs, if we get a ticket. (laughs) I'm I'm sure. Do you reckon they give me a corporate box for turning up at the Fando? I think I must be entitled for something. What about the Four Nations? Isn't that the thing they go and kick on and do now? You mean there are Four Nations that play league? Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Britain. Who's the other one? The upgrade. Might Maybe South Africa or something. No, no, South Africans. Wales? No, that's no, that's. They wouldn't like no. league. That that'd be that. Uh, South Africa be. They're a union country, aren't they? Yeah. Isn't the Four Nations? I think, I think they're, they're half into union, half into apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're all into apartheid. <laughs> um, Let my rugby union players be free. <laughs> <laughs> Let's enter into rugby union be free. <laughs> What, uh, I'm glad yes. we got the world class impressionist on it with his yeah. sparks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was that was that was Jonas Mandela. I'm hardly, hardly world class. 
Yes, great to be marvelous, marvelous. It sounds like the late Tony Gregg. Late Tony Gregg. Oh, yeah, he's the late like, great Tony Gregg. It's going to be a G this year. Like it's, we're coming up to summer cricket season, which we all cricket fans. Is, Ryan, are you into? I'll watch a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like like you know, yeah, you're up to it. It's a bit of a summer kind of tradition here, isn't it? So yeah, absolutely. I'd have it on like over a bit of day stuff. <laughs> here. You grew up in Canberra. Really. Yeah, okay. So There's a, there is... A, all right, all right so Actually, I'm not that I'll fucking ask, into it, am I? I, I don't mind it, I'll ask but I'm not that into question. it. Yeah, go. In the late, a, a late 90s, in the one, domestic one-day team, Canberra had a team in the league, the yeah. Canberra Comets. Right. There is one player in the Australian team currently that played for the Canberra Comets. Can you name them? Really? Yes. That, how long ago was that? It was... I think it was late 90s. Shit. That okay. should be a giveaway. So, obviously... It's one of the older players. It's not Steve Smith. No. I, look, I couldn't name more than two players in the current well, Australian You have a guess? Leicester, maybe I'm, I'm you might say, be able to... Well, I'm going to say... Um, well, shit. Not Clark, obviously. No, not Clark. It's not... Oh, well, let's go through the Australian team. So, there's Chris Rogers, David Warner, Clark, Steve Smith. There's a Tesso, isn't it? The Tesso, yeah, yeah, the Tesso. Or well, this player may play in more... There's Mitchell Johnson, there's Brad Haddon, there's... Oh, Brad Haddon. Yes, well done. Yeah. Did you know that or you just... Because he's I'm, 38 years old. Yeah, he's, he's, like, yeah. he's in his 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for him now, like when he squats to wicketkeep, he just sits in his wheelchair and the ball comes, he's at the right height. I was thinking about the, the Cameron... I don't know why I was thinking about this, but the Cameron Cannons the Cannons? other day. Are they still in the NBA? Oh, Cameron Cannons, I remember that. Yeah, no, I have a very happy memory of Australian pro when Phil Smythe re- was going to refuse to go to the 92 Olympic Games because Magic Johnson had AIDS. He did not. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> nonsense. He didn't do that. The man, Phil Smythe, those Google image search Phil Smythe, he wore the. He was one of the first, probably only players to proudly wear the comb over. Yes, he, he was. was yeah. Put it this way: he was wearing Kylie's pants before Kylie was wearing them. <laughs> I remember. It must be a thing. Every. He, I think we have to clarify because that's a bit. That's not. He didn't. He didn't say. He didn't refuse to go. He. But you merely asked the officials the question: Can you guarantee that I'm like safe from contracting the disease? I mean, this is way back before anybody knew anything about AIDS. He was like. Like, I, I can, look at the, can, can, look at the camera boy people, defending Canberra's number one son. I, I met him, by the way. I met him in a restaurant, a Chinese yeah. restaurant in Canberra. You did shake your hands because you had a Magic Johnson t-shirt on? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. No, I got his autograph. He was really nice. You oh, know, really? Approachable guy. Is yeah. he a tall guy? Because he, like, he looked like a battler as a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a good, obviously, good player. Obviously, yeah, he, oh, he was a battler. He was... Like, you compared... Like, you had Gaze and Heel, who was sort of natural. Phil's sort of there with his comb over. You know, just... He was a battler. He wasn't... He wasn't... I like the hand gesture that our listeners got to. Got he to had very small fucking basketball shorts. I'll give you that. <laughs> he was he was tall, he was a reasonably sort of tall man by like stand like yeah, yeah, by yeah. societal standards, but on a basketball court he looked quite short. Yeah, he, was, he just looked like he, he, was, he was probably he was probably about my height, about six three. He had, he had a very he had a reasonably hard line attitude towards HIV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, I think the yeah. only man to ever play um, basketball in a full bodysuit condom. <laughs> was, he just walked onto, <laughs> walked onto the court. Indeed. They call it the do a Smythe. He shoots, he scores. But I think I remember NBL <laughs> in the eighties. That was its prime. It was heyday because every Tassie we had the Tassie Devils with Steve Carfino. I reckon NBL, NBL's heyday was when Michael Jordan was at the top. Of yeah, the game. yeah. NBL's, oh, this is good. Oh, where's Jordan? Oh, yeah. No, the NBL's heyday was when Dwayne McLean did a, a National McDonald's ad. Dwayne McLean, he played for Taz, the Tassie Devils too. He actually came to our school, aka the D train. The D train. I did. I know where D, the D train lives on the central coast now. Bullshit. He's um. Well, last time I went up there, the nightclub at Terrigal. <laughs> of all the things to be like, <laughs> completely flabbergasted by, <laughs> like the address of a of a lesser known hey, basketball on. star. Come it's on, like, bullshit. He can't live there. No, well, Is the, he? He's African American, and you know, being on the central coast, you know, they they, they don't like those types up there. Yeah, he didn't survive. He's not going to survive long. Is that no. what you're saying? There's plenty of chicks with big asses up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! There we go. There we go. So, James, you got any fond memories of the NBL? Phil yeah, Swan. I used to live in Western Australia back then, and so in turn, because of all my friends were um, were Wildcats fans. Ah. And so these are the days of illustrious characters like 
Tiny Pinder. Oh, great old name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did, um, Cal Burton. Did Luke Longley. James Crawford. Did James Luke Crawford. Did much. Luke Longley play in the NBL? Because yeah. he was he was a Fremantle boy, Luke. He, he started with the Wildcats, I think, and then I th- then he moved in a full-time Ronald McDonald impersonating, and then he went to the NBA. <laughs> We're talking about a man with three championship rings here, and you're just calling him a clown. <laughs> we had big red hair. But, um, I think he was hitting his head on the top of the door a lot in Ronald McDonald house and had to move out. <laughs> What was Luke Longley's stance on HIV? That's <laughs> oh, it, was, it was more open than Phil Smith. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're getting it soon. <laughs> well, that's a fact. There was a big furor about it. I, don't, I, don't know I actually... do remember. I, I <laughs> vaguely a remember. No, there's there's certainly a fact that's that there a was... A, see, I tried to clarify this for you before, but you keep going down yeah, the side. There was a furor about it yeah, for I, sure. I'm not sure because... about the actual details of the fact. Yeah, it was yeah. a fact. <laughs> I remember someone... There was some um, fact. Because it was like it was... Because he, I think when he first got HIV, he stopped playing basketball altogether. You did, yeah. Yeah, like, I, and then they're like, oh, come, he made a comeback. And, and then, then made, they went to the, dream the 92 team, yeah. Dream Team. Which was the first time they opened it up to pros yeah. at the Olympics. And yeah. what a team it was. You had, um, it was Jordan, Jordan. Scotty Pippen, Magic, Larry Bird. Yeah, who was the guy who played for? Charles Barkley. Barkley. And yeah. Barkley was the one who got the most upset by the whole thing with what Smythe said. And like, going, did he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Barkley, he was a hothead. Did you yeah. hear that? Did you hear Charles Barkley? Is that a fact as well? Well, that's a fact. That's he was a hothead. I, imagine you get super calling someone a hothead when he, he calls someone of boycotting the Olympics over eight. If it wasn't me for copyright infringement, someone would have registered it. Charles Barkley. Hothead. hothead. It's the name of our Well, I'll tell you what. Isn't I, that how magic... No. I don't think Phil Smart's going to sue me because you can't get blood out of a stone and he'd probably be too scared to get out anyway. Jeez, I thought... <laughs> Oh, jeez. shocking. I tell you what, if anyone's out there and knows how to get in contact, we want Phil's... Phil's before, we've no, put out a call I, out I'd be too Colin. fucking embarrassed. It's a chance you listen to the episode. Don't fucking put a call out to Phil's oh, I'd love... I just want to see the man now. I, I want to know if he's still rocking the comb. I reckon he would have gone into got plugs. Like, I think he would have... Because he held on to that, that comb over for a long time. I think he was at horseshoe stage then, so I don't think so. But... You, mean, you don't reckon he would have got plugs? Because, I mean, he would have had all that sweet, sweet um, Canberra cannons money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... No, but you know what? Like they Mr. used to make good doing... money in the 90s, NBL yeah. players. Really? Oh, I'd imagine that. It was popular. Like, it was a popular sport. I think the hardest... Like, these days, the toughest job in show business is NBL marketing manager. Yeah, I Like, no one knows if it exists. Well, all, the, all, the, all the media releases are just like, <laughs> another club closes down, and that's well, what that, that's like last year. I was talking to <laughs> former guest of the show, or friend of the show, Daniel Towns. We were talking about going to an NBL game, and we were like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's tee it up. And then we realized, oh, we missed the season by two months. It was, there was no press. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, we'll wait. And I think it, because it's the summer now, they, it should be launching. Is there anyone from the NBL? Do you want to send some of your guests? We'll do some free promo, because we've probably got... More listeners than NBL fans. So. Yeah, I'd say that's probably true. It's just a PO box. That's it. <laughs> do, the, do the Sydney Kings even exist anymore? Yeah, the Kings are still around. And there's one from out west as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's. What are they called? The, uh, what are they called? There's Wollong- Wollongong's got a team. I think it- I think the Wanderers fans set them on fire, so they're gone at club. <laughs> wow, you dragged it straight back there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Wollongong, the Woll- is it the Seahawks? Wollongong Seahawks or? Mate, give it up. God, this could be a good... This is like a weird trivia, isn't it? Like, yeah. well, it is. You're clutching at straws now. No, hang on. Well, let's try and remember. So. There was a Bris- Brisbane Bullets. Two animals put it together. Just fucking... There was a Brisbane Bullets. Seahawk is one animal, you clown. Oh, did, right. Newcastle have a, did Newcastle have a town? A team? Yeah, the um, Falcons, but they went bust. Yeah well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean, there is a Western Sydney team. I can't think what they call. I, I was known to go to the Falcons the West, games. Western Sydney Bush Pigs or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were called um, Razorbacks. Yeah, Razorbacks, Bush yeah. Pigs, yeah. Western, Western Sydney Razorbacks. <laughs> so they really are the, they really are the Western Sydney. Why weren't they sponsored by Babes and Boars magazine? Seriously. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure the NBL, the dying industry, they need to go to a pub, magazine publishing... That's where all the money is these days. The only two people with no babes and boars are me and Mick Meredith. Well, I'm sure you're the only two. Babes and boars? What is this? I don't, it's in a magazine. Live a little point, Dexter. It's about... It's about oh, <laughs> <laughs> it be, go to a dodgy news agent in Lakemba and buy a magazine. Yeah. No, you wouldn't buy it in Lakemba out west. According to the Daily Telegraph, they wouldn't have any pork There's a magazine where they have like women it, posing fa- with boars. It started as a Facebook group, and now it's, it's started by a female... 
pig shooting enthusiast. Yeah, right. And she wanted other female pigs to bond. So they started a Facebook group. They got a million likes, or 100 likes or something. And then they thought... <laughs> you got a million likes? I mean, 100. Just to clarify for the <laughs> listeners, it's boars as in, as in pigs as in bacon, not boars as in Ryan Crawford. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a, che- that, that was a cheap shot. <laughs> yeah, we're coming below the belt tonight, aren't we? You can tell I've been sitting at home seething in between the break of podcasts yeah, and, right. and our rivalry. And if anything, been... you've gotten angrier. Like, this, has been quite a, this has been quite a volatile episode. It's the first time he's left the house in three months. Yeah, that's right. He's all guns like, blazing. He's sitting at home, he... rocking back and forth, thinking about... He's like the Unibomber when he got a new typewriter ribbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having imaginary arguments with me. Could you imagine? Would you imagine like to be a fly on the wall? Imagine how popular we'd be if this was released in '97. We'd be the biggest fucking podcast in the world. Yeah, well, is that because no one could download or listen to it? But the references would be fresh. Oh, no, no, be. no one would have the bandwidth. You'd, start, you'd start downloading it. And well, then, you like, forget is people <laughs> listen to this, they listen to it on their computer, on their phone. They can Google our references. You can Google the Unabomber at work. You know, Ted, what was it? Is it Ted Kaczynski. It? Was yeah. it Ted Kaczynski? Yeah. I thought it was that. Yeah. Well, he was a good. He was a good guy. Like, you remember in the nineties? Oh, <laughs> personal Christ. reference. Personal reference for the Unabomber from, <laughs> from Mark Williams. It's pretty impressive. The NBL could take a leaf out of his book because <laughs> he got. All he did was send a few packages. Because people have heard of him. Hey, his manifesto got published in the New York Times. The NBL couldn't get an ad there. That's Maybe that could be the new NBL way of doing it. Send out a few bombs and say, hey, we'll stop if you start going to our games. I'll tell you who they should have got to stop the Unabomber. One, uh, Anthony Chock Mundine. Oh, Chock versus the Unabomber. I'd like, that'd be a good one. I thought you were going to say it was uh, 1997. That was back when like Russell Crowe was doing virtuosity. And, uh, <laughs> you go, what? That guy from Proof of Life? You know what? Stop the Unabomber or the... NBL. Imagine going back to the nineties. It's like, hey Russell, you're gonna own the Rabbitohs one day. He goes, they're not even in the league, mate. You know, it's not uh, even back in the nineties. See, I couldn't. Weren't be, they? Who would? When were they kicked out? Ninety nine, I think. Oh, so they were around. Were they actually out for one year? Were they? I thought there was all the protests and they just never got rid of them. No, no, I thought it was no. like 10 years. I think they were out in 98, maybe they got back in 99. Oh, so I thought or one it was five two. years. No, no. No, they were out for a year or two. Oh, come on. Here I was going. Even I fucking know that and I don't even know anything about it. I shared a beer with a guy at Fan Day and we reminisced about the good old days. I thought it was, <laughs> I was telling him, I made it was a hard five years and he, he agreed with me. <laughs> to, to be fair, rugby, rugby league fans don't have that good of memories. They get hit in the head too much. Did Mark arm in arm singing like Frank Sinatra in New York, New York when the bar's closing with these guys yeah, well, I remember I texted um, Jonas on the Sunday. I go, mate, I'm at um, I'm at Rabbitohs fan days, and you like, oh, is Glory Glory South Sydney ringing in your ears? And I'm like, what's that? I didn't. They because they didn't play it till can, the end. You can just imagine, like they, in, in 50 years time, when they win their next premiership, like, oh. like Mark will be there at that at that fan day, and he'll be sitting there with his arm around like all the all the new um, bloody bandwagoners, and saying, oh, this is nothing like the sausage sizzler 2014. <laughs> Dude, dude, in 50 years' time, then when they win their next premiership in, say, 20 years' time, I'm a bit more optimistic. Yeah. I'm going to put on an English accent and tell everyone I'm George Burgess. Fuck paying for the sausages. Yeah, yeah, remember, that's right. remember when I won the medal with my, with my, with my broken face? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to get one of those Get one of those rabbit tattoos on your eye. On your eye. Have you seen those? I have. I have. It's... There's a couple of those. Well, they actually play. Yeah, no, here's what happened. Um, come out on Instagram that two of the players got a rabbit logo tattooed on their face above their eyebrow right? oh, because it was rugby league everyone thought it was true turns out it was just a joke but they did get the rabbit tattooed on, on the rest of their body <laughs> it was with a sepia tone <laughs> so you it. couldn't see the yeah. uh, red tinge around their eye if it was real not that so, league players so, would have thought that far for ahead, a rugby but... league player i thought it was a very clever joke like when you like, no, I agree. You got to judge rugby league players like the special kid in class. They didn't do it though. They get, didn't yeah, the... No, someone would have put them up to it. But you give them a good, well done, you. You've got a nice little yeah. prank to go with your shiny I, little I, medal. I noticed they you. They get still... rings. Actually, <laughs> I, I noticed you were putting on your preschooler accent there, where you, <laughs> yeah, when you're like talking to the rugby league. Dude, players. I've had to do gigs to rugby league players. I know how to speak. So, so yeah, what, yeah. what happens That's in rugby league? Talks to his electorate. <laughs> like yeah. Kids, we're going to war. There's no. We're going to war. No, he doesn't. We have, he hasn't told us we're going to war yet. He's just yeah, he prepared is. us. Has he? Yeah, we bomb shit already. Yeah, but I didn't. I think yeah, that's I thought it was they too... found a target. All yeah. I heard was pew pew pew. Joe yeah, Hockey is... was sort of saying uh, uh, we need to pass the budget so we can go to war. Oh, that's awesome. You can't go to war without a budget. I think oh. the first thing we bombed in, in, in uh, 
The the bomb list was that joke list. Well done. They should just send you to the war zone. You can do a tight five to ISIS. They'll be cutting their own heads off. (laughs) (laughs) The Lester Diamond comedy tour comes with your free razor. No, that's that's real terror. I'm not sure how um, how big my Blacktown material will go over with ISIS, but... We'll see how we go. Oh, yeah, look, you're probably not, probably not clever enough to work that. I think should send, send Lester to Syria. Yeah, yeah. I'm the best guy to send there because my head's that big, like, physically. Like, they'd have to like, get an industrial source to, to take right. it off. They'd be, like, they'd be, they'd be like, they get the video. break halfway through. Sorry, buddy, it's union regs. We'll be there in 10 minutes. We haven't even got a carotid this, this is a three-man job and I want overtime. And you'd just be started talk, doing, doing a bit more of your Blacktown gear. So, where are you from? Oh, Syria. You heard about this wet and wild place? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a burker in your pocket? Oh, it is. (laughs) Well, there we go. Well, gentlemen, it's good to be back. Now, Jonas, everyone, now, any chance of hearing from our Prime Minister before we wrap this podcast up? Is it? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, uh, look, uh, I've got uh, nothing against this... uh, uh, Burka, uh, <laughs> but uh, look, I look, I, I I was at the uh, NRL Grand Final, and uh, I heard uh, a lot of people were were uh, happy to see me there. <laughs> were uh, happy to see me there. Everywhere I looked, people were saying, "Good on you!" And, uh, <laughs> I love you. And uh, <laughs> uh, but look. Uh, ASIO is keeping us safe from baddies. Uh, baddies, ASUS and ice chips and <laughs> ISIL and bushfires and sharks and uh, unions and feminism and students <laughs> and other baddies. So uh, we are keeping you safe. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Prime Minister, for dropping on by. i, I got to admit, boys, I love the fact that now ASIO is monitoring everything because our download rates have just risen higher. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So make sure, Ryan, when you're putting this episode up, your keyword ISIS. I will. There's a lot of misinformation that we're providing. So we're actually yeah. providing cover for the rest of the Australian don't, population. Don't, <laughs> and, and when you put it on Twitter, don't tag Phil Smythe <laughs> yeah, no, really, or his lawyers. We I really am not doing that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at comedyonedge. Ryan, you're on Twitter. Twitter at Ryan V. Crawford. Lester, you're on Twitter at Lester Diamond 28. That's right. There's 27 others of him out there, ladies and gentlemen. And Mr. Mr. Jonas Hull, where can you've got so many irons in the fire? Where, where's the best place for people to catch up with all things Jonas? After everything that I've said in this podcast, I don't have any Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you don't want ASIO. You want you want ASIO following you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> 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 oh, <Perfect>. ladies. <laughs> no. Um, so Jonas underscore Holt is the Twitter handle. Yeah, and you've got some. You've got about a million YouTube channels. Which one? If people want to see more of Mr. Abbott's work, where would they? Should they just Google, Google Tony, Tony Abbott impersonator? Tony Abbott impersonator. So check it out, ladies. And he has some really funny videos up there. So check it out. And thank you for coming along. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry, been away. We're going to try and get this out more regularly. Um, if if Lester doesn't get it, if we if you don't hear an episode next week, you'll know that Phil Smythe's lawyers have found it. So <laughs> here's hoping, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Ryan, hit the music. <laughs> <laughs>